You know, I, I woke up this morning and I discovered one thing. The Lord is good. <laughs> and his mercy endureth forever. Our scripture reading will be taken from Luke chapter 19. Luke chapter 19, verses 1 through 10. When you have it, say, Amen. Amen. Verse 1 reads, And Jesus entered and passed through Jericho. And behold, there was a man named Zacchaeus, which was the chief among the publicans, and he was rich. And he sought to see Jesus who he was, and could not for the press, because he was little of stature. And he ran before and climbed up into a sycamore tree to see him, for he was to pass that way. And when Jesus came to the place, he looked up and saw him and said unto him, Zacchaeus, make haste. And come down, for today I must abide at thy house. And he made haste and came down and received him joyfully. And when they saw it, they all murmured, saying, That he was gone to be guest with a man that is a sinner. And Zacchaeus stood and said unto the Lord, Behold, Lord, the half of my goods I give to the poor. And if I have taken anything from any man by false accusation, I restore him fourfold. And Jesus said unto him, This day is salvation come to this house, for such as he also is a son of Abraham. For the Son of Man is come to seek and to save that which was lost. You may be seated. Our title for this morning is Don't Let Your Stature Stop You From Seeing Jesus. Don't Let Your Stature Stop You From Seeing Jesus. But subtitle, I Am Lost Without You. Truly, I am lost without Christ Jesus. First, let me say this about Zacchaeus. It says he was a publican, rich, but little in stature. I did not say he was a Republican. Amen. <laughs> he was a publican. A publican was a tax collector in the Roman Empire. It says he was little of stature, meaning small in height. Looking at this today and comparing where you think you are, don't think what you have makes you greater. Yeah. Or don't think your stature makes you less. No matter the education, no matter how tall you are or the position you have, don't allow it to stop you from seeing Jesus. Your height, your position in Christ or in your profession does not stop you have from having salvation. Amen. A doctor can find Jesus just like a drug dealer. Mm -hmm. 
A president can get saved just like a prisoner. Your career does not have anything to do with you receiving Christ or Christ receiving you. How many understand what I'm saying? Okay. Now let's look at the word lost. Lost means unable to find your way. Missing. To be no longer in one's possession. When lost, everything looks the same or nothing is familiar. When you lost, you have no idea where you at. If you are not in Christ, you are lost. Amen. And you have no idea where you at. Amen. If you are going your way, your own way, you won't find the right way. For an example, if you went to sleep and woke up the next day in the middle of a desert, the middle of the ocean, the middle of the forest, you would not know which way to go to get home. You would have no idea, yet alone, knowing where you are at. All you can say is, I'm in the middle of the forest. All I see is trees. I don't know whether I'm halfway in or halfway out. On a cruise ship, or even at an airport, when you get on the cruise ship and, and travel, and, and most cruise ships, you, you travel and, and you go in your room at night and, and you wake up the next day and all you see is water, and then you come to a, a, a port, or you're in the plane in the sky and, you, and you're going and you come down and land. Really, you have no idea where that plane landed. Amen. You have no idea what port that that cruise ship is at. All you know is what it says, a sign that says you there, you here, you there. And that may be a lie. Amen. But you believe the sign that you see. How many can that? Why can't we believe the signs that Christ is showing us? Even by reading the stars or where the sun is, it only means you know east from west, north from south. You still would not know where you are or where you're going. I remember one year when we visited Chicago and had service and, and we drove cars and, and, and had a van to take us. And, and on the way back, because my son-in-law drove my car. So on the way back, he's driving, and he recognized that Chicago Stadium was on the left side, which means he was going the wrong way. Because to get back to Michigan, it should have been on the right side. So you see, we don't really know everything looks the same. And for those of us that do a lot of traveling, we know this is one of the reasons why they have in the rest areas a map. And that map shows you where you are so you can know where you're going. How many sometime or another thought you were doing the right thing and find out it was the wrong thing? Huh? 
If it's a simple thing, you, you tighten something up. If we say, was it righty-tighty, lefty-loosey? And if it's metric, it's just the opposite. But you think you're doing right, but you find out you're doing wrong. The world has created many devices to help us not get lost. In, in, in the older days, a sailor would use a horseshoe and a magnet to find his way. Now other devices have been created in boats and planes and cars to help us find our way. A gyro or magnet compass is placed in some of them. A radar and, and, and echo sounder, GPS and the navigational lights. When a plane comes for a landing at night, they have lights on both sides of the runway to help guide the pilot where to go. And, and he can't always rely on all of that. A lighthouse shines so those in the ship can see and be guided where they must go. But the light that we have, come on somebody, is Jesus. Our light is Jesus. He shines and guides us where we should go. Jesus said in John 8 and 12, I am the light of the world. He that followeth me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of life. Psalms 119 and 105 told us the word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. By Jesus being our light, he commands us to let our light so shine before men that they may see our good works and glorify God, not you. And for the record, we don't have no little light. So don't be singing that song, this little light of mine. I'm, you better not have no little light. If your light is little, you got flesh over it. With Jesus not being physically present, how does his light shine? I'm glad you asked. By his word, being the word of God in us, and by his spirit, which is the spirit of God in us. That's how. What is truth? Thy word is truth. Jesus said, the words that I speak, they are spirit and they are life. Jesus also said in John 16, 13, the spirit of truth has come. He will guide you into all truth. For he shall not speak of himself, but whatsoever he shall hear, that shall he speak. And he will show you things to come. Again, I must say, if you are not in Christ, you are lost. No matter which direction you choose to go, without Christ, you will just end up in a dead end. Amen. To find how to get around in the world today, man has put GPSs in cars so you can find your way. How many remember going on a trip and you had a big map? paper map where you're going. You know, the, 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 the driver is driving, the passenger has got this big old paper, spread it all out, trying to figure out what, this is where, this is, this is where. But some went to AAA and got one of them sheets to tell them where they're going. But on the map, it didn't tell you the changes and the detours and the road and, and the construction areas. The young people, y'all don't know nothing about that. 
Y'all ain't never, never seen a big old map. Why? Because today your car has GPS in your car, and it gives you all of the information you need. Construction sites, changes in the road, backups, where the police are, cars on the side. Gives you all. Let's you know ahead of time. Beep, beep, beep. The reason this is possible is because of the satellite coverage from above. Well, for us, GPS stands for God's plan of salvation. God's plan of salvation. And we all have full coverage from above. God sees and knows what's happening and what is coming. That, that's what I, and, and he gives that warning. Beep, 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 beep. What is that? If you're in Christ, you know what it means. You see, without Father God and Jesus Christ, we are lost. Without a compass, who is the Holy Ghost, we would have no guidance. With, without a manual, which is the word of God, we would be a, like a ship without a sail. Even if we were going in the right direction, if you do not stay the course one degree off, and when you reach your destination, you'd be a thousand miles off. Out the way. I, I remember when we, we went to visit a friend in Canada. And Sister Rosalind was in the house with the wife, and I got on the boat with the husband. And we rode out. It's off, of, I think, Lake Sinclair, whatever. And we, he cut the boat off. And, and there's where we had to go back into the canal. And we were just talking and uh, sharing, and, and the boat just rocking and sharing. And by the time he started the boat up to go back in, the canal was way over here. But it looked like it was, it was right there. But we were so far off. Wavering with the waves. And see, if you, are, if you are not in Christ, you're going to steer away. Not knowing that you're steering away. And when you finally get fired up and start to go, whoa, I'm not even where I'm supposed to be. See, it's the same with Christ, but only in Christ. Only Jesus has the ability to bring us back. You can't come back on your own. So many have the manual and have the spirit of God in them, but they don't read it. If you read it without the spirit of God, you won't understand it. Then there are those that do read it. They do understand it, but they won't listen to God's spirit and do it. And you all end up in the same situation. Let's look at Jeremiah chapter 50. Verse 6 and 7. That's Jeremiah chapter 50 verse 6 and 7. My people have been lost sheep. Their shepherds have caused them to go astray. They have turned them away on the mountains. They have gone from mountain to hill. They have forgotten their resting place. Meaning the governors and ministers by example have provoked them to idolatry. Mm. 
Today, leaders all over the world, both government and spiritual leaders, are beginning to agree in the same sin of corruption. From same-sex marriage to you having the right to choose your gender. In the beginning, this was not so. The world leaders then and now are in error. They have forgotten their resting place. In other words, then, then they forgot the land of Canaan, which he gave them for a resting place after traveling in the wilderness. Today, many have forgotten their resting place where God has given us rest in Christ Jesus by the word of God. Some have gone astray trying to worship him on their own with no understanding of what the word is saying. Then some no longer assemble themselves together for revelation. Verse 7 says, all that found them have devoured them. And their adversaries said, we offend not because they have sinned against the Lord. The habitation of justice, even the Lord, the hope of their fathers. If the enemy finds you, he'll kidnap you. Amen. He will take you away and you think that you are doing the right thing. Wicked men are moved by hatred and malice to persecute God's children and the church. And God will hold them guilty for all the sufferings which they inflict upon the church. While at the same time, he uses them as a rod for chastisement and correction. Here's what Paul shared with us in 2 Corinthians 4, 1 through 11. Verse 1 says, Therefore, Seeing we have this ministry, as we have received mercy, we faint not. In other words, today we have a glorious ministry far more excellent than that of Moses. We have received mercy from God. And in committing this ministry to us, we faint not under the difficulties and pressures that we are exposed to. Verse 2 says, but have renounced the hidden things of dishonesty. Not walking in craftiness, nor handling the word of God deceitfully, but by manifestation of the truth, commending ourselves to every man's conscience in the sight of God. We give, all, we give up all the sly and secret dishonesties. We turn away from all dishonesty practices or teachings. There's no deception in what we teach. We do not use the doctrine of the gospel to serve any carnal position. Or purpose, but we make known to you the truth and hide nothing, so every man's conscience will bear witness that we proclaim the truth of God. Verse 3 says, But if our gospel be hid, it is hid to them that are lost. We preach the gospel plainly, but if men do not understand and believe it, if they do not embrace and obey it, it does not mean the gospel is dim, dark, or out of sight. But it is the hearers' skeptical disbelieving that they are lost and cannot see. And whom the God of this world hath blinded the minds of them which believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine unto them. The God of this world being Satan. 
He blinds the understanding of men by providing desiring lust, which produces and nourishes their hearts. Because of this, they may never know a better prince, see a better way, or understand a better state. Then what he has drawn them, then he, what he has, he has drawn them unto him. Verse 5 says, For we preach not ourselves, but Christ Jesus the Lord, and ourselves your servants for Jesus' sake. We neither proclaim our own wisdom or power. We have nothing but what we have received. We do not establish our own authority. We declare Jesus as the Savior and deliverer of our souls. Man cannot deliver or be keeper of anything. Look at verse 6. For God, whom commanded the light to shine out of darkness, has shined in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. The gospel is a treasure. For its abundance is closeness and secrecy. This treasure Christ keeps under lock and key, only instructing those within whom he calls to it and furnishes it for it. No man is born a Christian, much less a minister, but made such. Vessels are not of equal capacity. Some are less than others, and some are greater. Ministers of the gospel have gifts of different degrees and excellencies. But we have this treasure in earthen vessels, that the excellency of the power may be of God and not of us. We have this gospel, this power, these degrees of gifts in us, and we proclaim it and share it. That the excellency and glory may be given to God and not us. He gets all the glory. He gets all the excellency. It is him and we live and move and have our being. We are troubled on every side, yet not distressed. We are perplexed but not in despair. As we walk this life in Christ, we will see trouble on every side. Some comes from our enemies. Some from our friends. Some from our relatives. We even cause trouble to ourselves. But none of it should cause us anxiety, suffering, or pain. Persecuted, but, for, but not forsaken. Cast down, but not destroyed. We may experience persecution sometimes, but we have this hope and promise in Christ. He will never leave us, nor forsake us. It says, always bearing about in the body the dying of the Lord Jesus, that the life also of Jesus might be made manifest or made known in our body. For us, every moment, we are in danger of losing our lives for the cause of truth, as Jesus Christ was. Every moment. When we bear his cross, we are ready to offer our lives for him. It got quiet now. We should be willing to lose our life for Christ than to lose our souls for any man. Verse 11. For we which live are always delivered unto death for Jesus' sake, that the life also of Jesus might be made manifest in our mortal flesh. Psalms 44 and 12 says, 
Yea, for thy sake are we killed all the day long. We are counted as sheep for the slaughter. If you are in Christ, you are not lost but found. But let us not forget lost in this world. That we cannot see Christ to be found. Let us not get lost, excuse me, in this world that we cannot see Christ to be found. Let us close with, with Luke, going back to Luke 19, 4 and 6. And it says, And he ran before and climbed up in a sycamore tree to see him, for he was to pass that way. To what extent and degree will you go to see the salvation of God? How far will you climb? How long will you run? How will you travel? Whatever obstacle gets in your way, what is your determination? How important is it to you to be found from being lost? Jesus told him, make haste and come down, for today I must abide at thy house. Meaning, come quickly. Jesus is speaking to us today and is telling us, make haste, come quickly. Your redemption draws nigh. It's time to awake out of sleep. Look at verse 6. And he made haste and came down and received him joyfully. Do you know what Jesus has to offer you is, is joy? Is peace? The very character he has? The very first things that you receive of this character is love, peace, and joy. If you can receive the love, peace, and joy, then you can hang with the long-suffering. Because while you're suffering, the love, peace, and joy has got you. Just, just last week, uh, I was at work, and I was, uh, boy, I'm telling you, my body was broke down, busted, and I didn't know what I was going to do. I, I was limping. And I, I sent a text home to my wife, and I said, I said honey, I'm, I'm hurting, and, and I just... I just need you to, to massage my leg. And, and she typed back, I got you. All right now. Amen. Woo. Amen. That sounds good. Yeah, I, I couldn't wait for 10 o'clock to come. Hey. I'm all good. I mean, it, it sounded so, I, I, so wonderful. I couldn't wait to get home. And I said, honey, you said, you said I got you. She, she held to it, and I can't even get it up there. Amen. So on the same note, don't you realize in Christ, he's saying, I got you. Or I'm being persecuted. I got you. Or I'm hurting right now. I got you. They was talking about, I got you. You're, I got you. We got to believe that. But those that are not in Christ don't understand, I got you. I'll take care of it. I'll handle it. You okay. Don't allow your stature to stop you from seeing Jesus. 
And remember, we are found in him, but lost without him. With that, my time is up, and I thank you for yours.